Hello, listeners, and welcome to another thrilling episode of Edgeguard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the at, ugh, games on the fringe. Jordan, I'm Blake. I know what it is. Jordan's over there. I, I know where the games are. Do you know where the games are? Where I'm, are they, Jordan? They're on okay. Clearly they're not on the fringe. They're clearly on Itchio, Steam, and sometimes Free Game Planet. Yeah, but well, even if they're Planet. on Free Game Planet, they're probably also on Itch. Yeah. You know, what was that? Uh, Desura? Remember that joint? Whatever happened no, to Desura? I actually don't. Yeah, that's okay. That's respectable. The <laughs> only reason I know of Desura is back when I was like a freshman in the video game program, it was like, Way put out your then. games on Desura. Because Itch was like not that much of a thing yet. And then Desura went out of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we're not we're not here to talk to you about Desura. We're here to talk to you about uh, Spider-Man Ultimate Avenger. <laughs> I know it's a little Which, misleading. We say that it sounds like we're talking to you about a uh, mainstream game, something no. they can afford licensing from Disney. Absolutely not. We're playing a <laughs> uh, legally, incredibly legally dubious uh, game, uh, parody game. Yes, uh, from from your good friends over at yeah. Big Trash Games. It is worth noting that uh, the legal requirements for parody are very are very much more generous so it's possible this is within fair use but i would not be surprised if it gets a if it gets a stern legal letter at some point yeah there's like the the likenesses and name is not like is only the beginning of this game's uh uh copyright or uh you know uh I don't know how to say this, but well, yeah, uh, abuse well, maybe of copyrighted yeah. content. <laughs> well, re- in fact, that is actually though uh, a like theme of the of the game itself, which is maybe something we'll talk about at the end. But mm. um, it does sort of like talk about uh, the copyright a little bit, um, in sort of indirectly. But um, oh, okay. Uh, well, we should kind of describe what the game is, which is that uh, you're like you are you're you're, you're Spider Man. Uh, and you're in a, it's not really a New York facsimile. It's just kind of like some buildings. It's like a couple blocks square. It's not very big. Um, and your, your swinging is literally you point at something and when you click, it shoots a line straight at it and just kind of like pulls you toward that. And that's, and you just kind of like your body is just ragdolled the whole time. Mm -hmm. And there are just like a few different game modes or levels with different little challenges where you're kind of zipping around and yeah and i mean flailing the, about the, and the, the launching through the sky yeah the ragdoll point is key it's like you don't you you can't even stand it's literally just like your your web hand is your is how you move through the world period like you yeah. pull yourself and it's just like spider-man it almost looks like he's not even fully control or in control of where he's getting pulled to and he just like yeah, he flails, he runs into things. He, yeah. It's like ragdoll physics, but really, um, like, it's as dramatic as possible. Uh, <laughs> and you're always in ragdoll mode. <laughs> yep, yeah. And so you're just flopping about, slinging around, sometimes gaining ludicrous amounts of speed. And uh, there's no real, there's not much precision to the swinging there's not much intentionality to the swinging. You're I would just say kind of there is precision to the swinging when you are moving in exactly a, a straight line. Straight line. 
then you can yeah, be quite precise actually but hammer other than, the click button other than that uh the it is extremely hard to um uh to navigate at all and it, it's almost like you the you don't actually end up um doing very much swinging it's much more like you're trying to pull him straight towards things rather than doing yeah. the, the the typical like parabolic arc of a Spider-Man swing. Also, I just thought of this. We should say before going on, this is a game by uh, Big Trash Games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this might be their only game on itch, but um, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. But uh, yeah, um, they they don't actually have a uh, a name listed on their itch page. Uh, but they are big trash games. Um, yeah. And it is on their Twitter page. It says, uh, we make trash. So I'm assuming it's multiple people here. Um, yeah. And I, I think I there's, I read somewhere, where did I read it? There don't not native English speakers. Here we go. In miscellaneous at the bottom of the itch page. If you come across typos in the game, it's because we don't speak English. Oh yeah. We did not, we did not test the Mac version. So it might explode your computer. <laughs> uh and i mean it's it's a simple game man um oh here's a here's another thing that we haven't talked about yet that i didn't know for like half the game is you also have a little bit of air control yeah same Um, i learned that halfway through so you you can like push your uh you can kind of get some aftertouch in the air on on your ragdoll spider-man as you fly around i did find Um, that the way that ends up being relevant is most often when you shoot yourself there's one strategy I found for like being precise is shoot mm-hmm. yourself straight up into the air. And then when you fall down, uh, it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to, to fall yeah. where you want to fall. If you use the WASD controls. Oh, at sure. That point. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I use that a little bit too. Um, but yeah, basically the premise of this game is, I, I, I don't know. It's dumb as hell. It's like <laughs> you load into a level and it's like, uh, a 3d model of iron man and he's like spider-man uh go do a thing and then you have like a t-pose spider-man character model uh j- and he says some dumb shit about i don't know just the the my biggest criticism of this game for sure is the uh like lol random uh internet uh <laughs> like writing of at, the at character first, i kind of liked it because it was like i i I felt like there's a fun dynamic between Spider-Man and Iron Man that it's just like, like Iron Man is asking him to do this important stuff and Mm Spider-Man's just like being a little shit about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But then it just like, it got increasingly, increasingly, I mean, random. Yeah. Just like, we just say things. I'm like, I don't, what are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. It, it immediately put a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, (laughs) Like the first time when he's like, I have to poop or something. I was just like, Oh my God. That that wasn't until like halfway through the game though. No, there's definitely a mention of uh, he says some dumb shit in like the first one. And I was like, mm, 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 mm. my my uh, like video game dialogue uh, senses are going off. This is like some Borderlands shit, you know? Oh, is that what Borderlands is like? <sighs> I don't know. I, I love the Borderlands games. The first two when they came out because I was like 13 and 15 or 16 respectively. Well, it seems like at that age, you should have loved someone saying they need to take a poop. Yeah. I loved dumb shit when I was that age. (laughs) Um, and even then there were a few things that I, there were like certain characters that I'd be like, wow, this character is so cringy, annoying. Uh, and then 
with the announcement of Borderlands 3, I'm like, oh man, I should go like Borderlands. And then I like watch the trailer for it and I'm like, oh no, (laughs) (laughs) I've aged many years. It's only been what since 2012 it's only been seven years since the last borderlands but i've aged many decades in that <laughs> yeah you've you've kept getting older and they stay the same exactly um and so i this was was setting off my uh spidey senses of uh cringy cringy uh like trying too hard to be funny video game dialogue lol yeah, random I, I actually have a I, I sort of felt like um, the what was happening there was it almost felt like the the dialogue was the like um, it was the dialogue equivalent of the this game's mechanics right like oh, the, sure. the, the movement through the game is very like low random but it mm. you know as it turns out and this is something I kind of feel about a lot of like like that kind of humor that like mm. slapstick is as a like an attitude or a tone is just much funnier for like visual comedy than it is for mm. textual comedy. Like, like, like I do think that the, this, I, I found the, like the ragdoll physics of this game, just hilarious. At least at first, like, some, uh-huh. when, when you actually add like challenges to it, it, uh, the, like the, like free play humor of it gets a little like less, um, it works a mm-hmm. little less well, but at first I just thought it was like hilarious and joyous to move through the city. Um, yeah. but, but that like randomness doesn't translate as well into, into text, I think. Yeah. I think I, I think there's a lot of truth in that, that like, uh, you think about like masters of like visual comedy or like gag comedy and, yeah, and totally. I think, I think for a while, like for a while, that was the norm of just like really physical, like Pratt falls and that kind of thing. And then that, that sort of, um, I feel like it was maybe like a, almost a, a Simpsons thing of like, we've got a writer's room of like a bunch of guys that went to Harvard, uh, <laughs> like honing these jokes to a razor's edge, just like punching up and punching up until like every minute of this 22 minute episode of the Simpsons is just like snappy and really smart. Uh, and then, so you get this, like, I don't know for a while, there's this like aversion to, um, like doing slapstick physical comedy. And obviously the Simpsons is a cartoon, so it's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different. And there is a lot of like slapstick, like, you know, animated slapstick still. But, totally. um, I feel like visual comedy is kind of having a little bit of a comeback uh, recently um, just because everyone watched every frame of painting in that episode (laughs) on Edgar Wright where he's like American comedy is basically uh, like lightly edited improv. Yeah. uh, And it has no like the visual element is is doesn't really do that much for it. You think that every frame of painting has uh, enough cultural influence to to cause a shift in taste? I honestly, is, you think, honestly you honestly do like filmmakers like saw that and were like damn you right man I well gotta. i think i think uh uh kids in film school saw that and then now oh, those maybe. kids are starting to uh like break into the next uh like you know get up there again and then also you have actual like the people covered in that video like edgar wright yeah, who are yeah. already kind of championing kind that um but but anyway and i feel like in community even like uh chevy chase had some some really good like visual uh, or like uh like fallen over pratfall bits which i i feel like as a as a person who is a community nerd has uh 
watched many of the episodes with uh like commentary from the <laughs> from the cast and crew oh, really and them talking huh. about how uh chevy chase was always trying to uh, incorporate uh like physical comedy into the show and dan Harmon being like no but then eventually a lot of it slipped through because it was funny <laughs> wait is, is, um so it is pratt fall uh is this a technical term yeah a pratt fall is just like uh me pretending to fall down oh pretend uh, fall yeah okay. to be funny i don't know where it, first it came it from practical fall but you're saying pratt not prack uh i'm pretty sure it's pratt fall okay i don't dude i don't know this is the first i've heard of it pratt fall to fall <laughs> to fall on one's buttocks <laughs> or a stupid and humiliating action <laughs> oh and it links to the wikipedia page for physical comedy physical oh, comedy is a form of comedy focused on manipulation of the body for a humorous effect it can include slapstick, clowning, mime, physical stunts, or making funny faces. Are you, are you enjoying this uh, oh, super serious uh, analysis? Of, I am. Of- this That's one of my favorite uh, genres of Wikipedia page, which is like something that really doesn't need describing, being described in uh, incredibly specific, explicit, and uh, dry detail. <laughs> huh it's it's fun and also I, i'm just a, a weird guy who reads a lot of just like i'll just read a whole ass wikipedia page oh, dude, i love wikipedia i absolutely will do that too wikipedia rabbit hole yeah. all day um absolutely here, on the topic of uh making discussions of humor totally like dry and analytical uh have uh-huh. i ever i feel like i might have mentioned this on the on the podcast before <clears throat> but um I, I always think whenever i'm laughing at video game ragdoll physics it is such uh-huh. a it's such a perfect um, expression of this definition of comedy that this famous philosopher Henri Bergson uh, he mm. has this this book about comedy just called On Comedy where he talks about slapstick. It's like it's actually uh-huh. before film. I think he's talking about like like theater slapstick, but uh, he describes it as something mechanical encrusted on the living. That's what is um, and so he In- gives the. Ex- Encrusted? Encrusted is a weird word to use. I think it's it's in French, so it might be a kind of weird translation thing. But um, his point is like when someone falls down, like they trip Mm -hmm. and fall. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. funny because I think he might have also been kind of an asshole because he's like, it's all about when people (laughs) fall over. It's hilarious. But but the point is it's like you're expecting them to be like like flexible and like – uh, responsive and reflexive and like that mm-hmm. that's what makes something seem living uh but when you trip you suddenly you seem like you're just a brick of dead matter <laughs> like you're just a you're just a statue that can't even like move its own limbs and so you just fall down and his he says that's what humor is and he uh-huh. tries to explain all humor this way i think it works way better for like physical literal physical humor. humor than for huh like puns or something but um i totally just think it's as a great description of like like when video game, video game physics, physics are funny, shenanigans it's because yeah. it's just like you've got this thing that's supposed to be simulating a human but it's just like mm-hmm. bizarrely like robotic and like flailing around it, it totally yeah, i can totally inhumanly uh, i can see that and i think it also like kind of plays into like no one no one wants to look clumsy no one wants to fall down and seem out of control of their body so i think yeah, that's exactly. like part of where the you know just the inherent funniness of like someone tripping and falling it's just like oh yeah. i mean think about it's uh, like as embarrassing a kid. right it's like i absolutely i'm not even 
I have no mastery of even my own limbs. Exactly. It's like <laughs> I got oh, none I of my shit together. I can walk around. I can play a piano. I can do trapeze or something. But everybody's gonna trip now and again and fucking <laughs> look like a dumbass. <laughs> Um, and I don't know, I mean, you think about uh, those moments when you're a kid and everyone's playing on the playground and someone trips and falls down and everyone start laughing until they like get up and they're like crying because they hurt themselves. Yeah. And it's like that, that fine line between, ah, you've fallen and it's funny and ah, you've hurt yourself and it's no longer funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is games, true that like that kind of, there is something weirdly, um, maybe not necessarily mean, but it, it really like really rides that line like that it's yeah. so it's so because it, it's a, it really is just funny when someone falls down a, i think it's uh, weird that the human impulse is to like laugh first and then be like oh wait are they hurt yeah are you in are you suffering <laughs> yeah is this pain <laughs> um but i i think you're right that like video games can kind of simulate that without any of the the guilt of uh things actually being harmed because uh it's all digital and pretend. I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like for someone who has casually thrown shade at Goat Simulator on this very <laughs> Goat Simulator on this very podcast, maybe you should play Goat Simulator because that's a non-insignificant amount of the uh like joy of that game. And honestly, I think it's uh, a very similar kind of joy to this uh this here Spider-Man that we played uh this week. Yeah, I should. I should play Goat Simulator. It's it's pretty silly, but it's also fun, and it has some really uh, some really fun shenanigans, and they they kind of go for it in in some ways. It's been a few years since I played it, uh, so maybe I'm have rose colored glasses, and it's actually really <laughs> shitty. But that could be. Um, um, okay, but back to uh, Spider Man. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like we should just talk about the the gameplay a little bit more. Um, okay, because I I'm not. 100% sure what it is but like when I first there was a real like like dip in how much I enjoyed the just swinging around in this game when I first like booted up the first like 15 minutes of playing this game I was like uh-huh. I think I literally said out loud I was like this is the best game I've ever played I was just like this I was I was having so much fun just yeah, swinging around is. um and then like as soon as uh I think it was really the the rings level yeah, uh, there's a level where you have to swing through rings and you just do not have the level of like fine motion yeah. control that you need to be able to swing through the rings, especially when they're um, when they're floating in the air, because you quickly mm-hmm. realize that unlike real Spider-Man, there's a lot of utility in webbing the ground Being, and just dragging and just him along the floor. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think the thing is I had a very similar experience where like the first few minutes was just like joyous is actually a pretty good word for it. it's just like an uh like unadulterated just like big shit eating grin on my face like god this is dumb <laughs> but it is fun like the 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 um crazy taxi level where you're uh like delivering pizzas and it's got oh, the yeah. big crazy taxi arrow and every time you get to them it has the pizza time clip from spider-man 2 uh is just amazing and Wait, i was what's the- What's the reference to? You don't the know that? Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Yeah, in Spider-Man 2, uh, so in early in that movie, uh, he um, he has to deliver a pizza, right? He's working for a pizza yeah, joint. Yeah, I remember that. Struggling, hoofing it, and he gets there late 
but he shows up to the place after so he like is delivering a pizza then he goes and fights some crime in the middle and so he ends up showing up late with the pizzas and he walks up to the front desk of wherever he's delivering them and he goes pizza time and uh in oh. the in the level where you're delivering the pizzas every time you deliver someone a pizza it played the clip of toby mcguire going pizza time <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i i i I didn't recognize that phrase as a reference to anything. I just, it's, I just wrote it off as more of the little random yeah. writing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually a clip from, from oh, that's Spider-Man funny. two. Um, but what I was going to say is that, uh, I think the, the thing you're running up against is that this is just actually pretty shallow. Uh, mm, so it, yeah. it's really fun and entertaining. Uh, but a, there's no, not much depth to it. So after a while you kind of like, the inherent fun gets outweighed by like the sheer simplicity of it. Um, and then the other thing is, is, uh, it's really, it's built to be funny and stupid, not actually like, uh, meaningful. And, uh, like, I don't know. We, we talk a lot about like with action games, how, uh, you, you don't really most action games, you want your player to feel like they're in absolute control and you want them to know the outcome of their actions, um, and sort of like have a, a good sense of, uh, you know, how, you know, the control they're enacting on the game will affect the, the movement or action happening on screen. Right. right. So when you have something that's, uh, chaotic and, uh, played for laughs, when you actually ask them to like, okay, no, you have to like actually do stuff. That's kind of hard. It suddenly no longer becomes fun because the fun and funniness of it is that like, Oh, it's imprecise and wonky and silly, but you it's good enough to get the job done until the job is hard enough that it isn't good enough. And then it's suddenly like really yeah. frustrating yeah. Uh, and no longer fun. And also that level with the rings, they also introduce like enemies shooting yeah. like balls at you. And so it's like and they shoot already that balls. Yeah. Already that ring level would be uh, more has is more annoying than the previous levels uh, yeah. because it's like the first time you actually have to like do something with intention uh, and then also it's uh, uh, you have the added addition of just like kind of bullshit dying because there's no way you're going to be like dodging those bullets. They kind of just like spam them at you. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's definitely it's well, certainly definitely, not dodge in the sense of like willfully get out yeah. of the way because you can't do very much at all willful in this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like any any uh, near misses are uh, coincidental, not intentional. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're some kind of you're some kind of Spider-Man, Spider-Man Ultimate god. Adventure god. Well, I mean that that was a question for me. Like, is it possible to become a god of this game? Like, I did feel like um, the the fact of it being, uh, I mean, it is predictable. The motion. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, it's it's in the, in the literal sense, able to be predicted. It's hard because sure. it's like, there's, you know, the slightest variation, uh, can change things quite a lot. Um, mm. but I, I mean, I did find myself getting better in certain ways where like, I, I learned some tricks to, to sort of make it a little easier. Like for example, throw yourself into the air and fall where you want to be. Or another yeah. one as an easy way to change your motion in air is to just do a quick tap click. Uh, yeah. And, uh, rather than like a kind of spam and swing. Yeah. Spam it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there are, there are ways around it, but I think again, the fundamental thing is that this is designed to be funny because of its like sort of imprecision and messiness. And there, I think you could, you, you can design uh, mechanics that are 
meant to be learned and mastered in a way that is engaging and enjoyable. And I don't think this game is that. I think this game is like, <laughs> here's a really simple thing. I mean, so I don't know how much you have like played Spider-Man games in the past, but there's like, basically there's one legendary Spider-Man game. It's actually the Spider-Man 2, uh, like the movie uh licensed video game mm. is kind of legendary uh for having really good swinging mechanics um and then the sort of uh 2018 2018 yeah the the ps4 spider-man that came out last year um is kind of like the first game where people are like oh they someone finally did better swinging than than spider-man 2 oh um, did they i heard that the the new one like there was some complaining that it kind of like automated it too much like, uh well the so they kind of did. I, I have opinions about this because uh, Mark Brown, Game Maker's Toolkit, who we normally shout out at being like big fans, I actually took some some umbrage with his with his uh, his video about that game because they do basically have like a kind of autopilot mode where it's basically like you can hold the right trigger and just push forward and he'll do some swinging, but mm. he does like really suboptimal swinging and you. Um, they basically have that for people that don't want to engage with it any further, but, uh, um, there's like a bunch of other stuff you can do and you can get really good at it. And I think it's actually really fun and expressive and they have like a trick system mm. that doesn't really do anything, but it looks badass. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I, I actually think it's, it's really good. Okay. But what I was going to say is that I, um, I've talked recently about how the, this year's GDC, um, talks have been hitting YouTube and I watched a, it was a postmortem by the guy who designed and programmed the swinging in that original spider-man 2 game mm. um and he talks a lot about um how his whole thing was uh, uh intrinsic motivators versus extrinsic motivators uh, yeah. in getting people to play your game more uh and so uh, intrinsic motivators are the action in and of itself is enjoyable and that's why i want to keep doing it versus there's a progression system or something else that uh, is making me continue to do this because right. I want high to scores. get the benefits of like, I want to get high score or Level I want to get power ups that make it that add, uh, you know, modifiers to it. And he <clears throat> talks a lot about how they had um, some plans for having like all these unlocks and then ended up dialing it back. So basically you get like a few like speed and and like uh upgrades and that sort of thing but for the most part they wanted to have it be a mostly like intrinsically motivated system um and so like there's a lot of thoughtful design and like careful programming and work going into making that swinging fun and engaging and also a really really big part of it is the building layouts and uh sure setting setting up buildings so that swinging around uh, those environments is really fun. And that's something that I think Spider-Man ultimate Avenger really just like, uh, doesn't have any interest in. And I don't think that's a necessarily a problem. I think part of the, part of the gag and part of the fun of it is that it's not really built in a way to be, uh, to make you actually look or feel like Spider-Man. Uh, it's built in a way to make you look like a flailing dumbass, but still be fun. <laughs> and I think it's, yeah. I think it's pretty good at that. Yeah, um, I mean, on in terms of building layout, I, I think that's like almost immediately apparent looking at the like the skyline of this game that like these yeah. hardly feel like New York streets, certainly not Manhattan streets where it's like where it's like, you know, enormous buildings on either side really close together. Uh, like there's only yeah. a few really tall buildings and then um, and also the streets are very wide. Uh, so mm -hmm. it doesn't actually like you know, this sort of iconic scene of Spider-Man like swinging just between two buildings. 
uh, mm-hmm. is not actually what happens if you swing along a street in this game. Well, yeah, and 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 the other thing is like a standard Spider-Man swing. You talked earlier about it yeah. about it being sort of like a parabolic arc. Is it's a lot of like I'm going. I'm swinging down and flying up out of it. I'm getting like this boost of speed to launch, propel myself forward. And then as I start to slow down and lose altitude, that's when I start swinging again. Whereas this game is like, I'm being pulled in a straight line. Yes. Um, where, which, uh, uh, you know, is, is just different. And so I think you could feasibly, uh, sort of, uh, design, a, a something city like that is uh, more meant to be uh, swung around in by like zipping straight at stuff um, yeah. and sort of like built to, for this sort of like more slingshotty type of slingshot of swinging word. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, you described it as being pulled, which I think actually like really uh, captures a big difference between this and like other Spider-Man games is it's like, uh-huh. it's, it is not that Spider-Man is, swinging around it's that there is a godlike being that has affixed itself to his arm and is just like swinging out arm uh webs and like dragging him through the world oh i mean literally i mean i can explain to you how it works yeah yeah, uh, no no, mechanically it is that the 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 string is coming from his hand and then that's his only tether point and he's just being literally pulled yeah Um, it's like physically the it is generating a force straight at the point where you're yep. attached to <laughs> yep. whereas uh they fudge it a little bit but in sort of uh more or not more real real licensed actual spider-man games what you're True. actually doing is uh is sort of uh setting a a limit of like here's the length of the the yeah. pulley upon which you swing yeah and uh once the physics of the situation reach a point where you've reached the maximum of that length then you'll do a big swing and they fudge it certain ways to make it look and feel better but um for a large part especially that ps2 game uh the physics of it are actually like not crazy complicated i actually uh used a blog post by that the guy who did the gdc talk um for uh one of the my early games that i worked oh, really? on really uh-huh. oh yeah because the they did have the, like the, the swinging the swing and anchoring yeah i mean yep. the the true spider-man motion is actually closer to that what's the name of that game we played Hangelum. Uh, oh, absolutely. Where, yeah. where the way you you interface is by like uh, hooking uh, a pivot point for yourself that you then swing yes. along. Absolutely, uh, I mean that's how Spider-Man motion normally is in, in the Spider-Man games, rather than mm-hmm. uh, rather than so- with this, where you're selecting the spot you want to get pulled towards. Yeah. Um. All right. Do you have any other thoughts on this line? Or are you ready for a little get a little bit of a gear change? Uh, go for it. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the other uh, like blatant copyright infringement or potential <laughs> infringement in this game because there is a Iron lot. Man. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's Iron Doc Man Oc. and like Doc Ock, but like the music in this game. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a part where they make a joke about Superman 64 and then they literally use the music from Superman 64 for the next level, which I'm pretty sure is the rings level actually. Um, yeah, do you know about things. Superman 64? I do not know anything about this game. It's like a notoriously awful uh, game. That's oh, like kind it? of known as like as like licensed superhero games are dog shit. Uh, like oh, Superman 64 is is kind of so. I think it's uh, that's like why the joke was made. Uh, there's something it. in there. I don't know what the game was, but there was definitely uh, like. I think in the first level, the music that plays is definitely like a Sega master system sound chip. 
Like it has that very specific sound. It sounds like Golden Axe. I think that's Sega Master System. I'm too. I'm now. I'm showing my age. <laughs> you're you're too not young. too deep for me. Yeah, it's it's like it's one of my favorite things about like uh, old home consoles is that you can tell what console it is just because the sound chip, like the way it sounds, uh, is like the little synth sounds that the sound chip is capable of making are really distinct. Sure. And I feel like sure. maybe the most distinct is this Sega. I forget which one it is. I don't think it's the Genesis. I think it's the one before the uh, Genesis. Maybe it's the Saturn. Anyway, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Golden Axe, those games they have a very specific kind of of like synth sound and one of the songs in this game i it, it was either made using that sound chip or uh pulled from a game from that era and then the rest of the music i think they do a really good job of like evoking like <laughs> early 2000s like uh PlayStation 1 PlayStation 2 era just like this is the song that plays in like Simpsons Hit and Run or something uh, as uh, you drive around, it's just like a weird guitar driven, like what even is this music? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It has a very specific feel of like early two thousands game soundtrack. Huh? I, I hadn't noticed that, but that, that does seem, seem right. I mean, so is it, do you think that's a, evoking that kind of music or it is literally a exact rip of a song from a game from that era because I, this, this I, game has shown it it has no compunctions yes, yeah. about that so i that's what i don't know the fact that it uh they have seem to have no problem pulling copyrighted content in makes me think that it's probably from an existing game but if not i mean either way it, it works and it's it's funny uh and i i do appreciate how uh in it is unambiguously and like sort of uh, unashamedly uh, just dumb and fun in a way that I feel like games aren't that much anymore uh, or aren't often aren't often that way right like I feel it was more common back in those days of like for designers just be like yeah we made something that was like really dumb and fun uh, whereas now I think a lot of designers are like really self-serious which is like I think there's some value to being self-serious and like uh, thinking of design as like uh, a a uh, um, oh, what do I think? Sort of like a craft worth, yeah. Um, like honing and studying on like an academic level. True, uh, but there's that. no. But the real issue is imagining that that like like dumbness, or if you want to use a different word to make it like you know elevate a little bit, like slapstick mm-hmm. can't be taken sure. very seriously. Which I th- exactly, I, which is one of the reasons I think that. Um, that uh every frame of painting video was so popular is because people absolutely like 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 seeing something that has a kind of like association with you know quote-unquote low culture being taken like seriously as something that's like um you know like like charlie chaplin and these people are like they thought a lot about like how these jokes work and like how to how to do a visual gag Uh, absolutely yeah or buster keaton that's who i was thinking buster keaton like I mean, Charlie Chaplin too. Charlie Chaplin too. But Buster Keaton is the one that is most featured. Yeah. Talked about a lot. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It's like, um, it's honestly something that I think, uh, like one of the reasons why we do this podcast is like, if you take everything serious, like take even something silly that seems silly and dumb and like surface level seriously, there's often a lot of, uh, a lot you can glean from that and a lot to like get out of it and use to, you know, push things forward. But I do Um, take your point though, that there's kind of like, um, I, I think it is now 
this is less of an issue for designers, but I definitely think that in, in the kind of like, like early period of gaming being like, like really mainstream, we'll call it like mid two thousands. Like it's the first period where, where gaming is no longer seen as like simply a hobbyist, like uh-huh. um, hobby. Uh, they like designers were really like, and often the studios wanted this cause they're trying to reach a, a bigger audience, yeah. but are really making a point of like tackling themes that are seen as, as not childish, uh, is, mm. is the big thing. Um, mm-hmm. because, uh, uh, they, they're trying, they're, you know, trying to expand who, who, like what age groups games are associated with. So, sure. uh, I do think that there, 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 ha- there has been, uh, like as game designs become like, like really professionalized, like a kind of, mm-hmm. um, turn away from like silliness as an ethos. Um, but I think sure. that, that the like extreme turn away is probably, has probably passed by this point. Yeah. Now we can start to loop back around. Now we again can be and, serious and, about silliness again. Yeah, exactly. And get like unambiguously uh, silly slapstick games that are still well regarded, and it doesn't have to be this whole thing of like, oh, games are dumb and for kids or whatever. You know, yeah. it's like games can be so many things. So let them be this. Yeah. True. Let let them be Spider Man Ultimate Adventure. If you take one thing from this podcast, mm-hmm. it's that games can be many things. Things you, yeah. you wouldn't even expect. Wow. <laughs> um, I did. I we gotta we gotta talk about like the horrible uh like gay joke because that was the that oh, was when I went yeah, from like that's that's what, when I went that's when I yeah. from when I went from like this game is like the writing is not that good but whatever to like all right fuck you a little bit <laughs> like yeah. writers of this game yeah what, uh, what what was it it was like it was like does it make me gay if I if I think Barney's hot. Was it Barney yeah. or was it a Teletubby? Is is Barney. It was Barney. And it's like, what the, why, like, this is like yeah. casual homophobia plus, like, it's not even a good, it's not even funny on, like, a base level. It's just like, yeah. I would think it's funny when I was 12, <laughs> and I was just, yeah. like, dis- disappointed in this game. I'm like, yeah, and it was funny because when we were, as you were playing the game, you were like texting me like, wow, this game is great. This is, I love this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's got some problems. And you're like, I don't know, man, I'm really loving it. I'm like, yeah, we'll talk on the podcast. <laughs> I was and on then level I think, two when I texted you that. Yeah. And then after, after that, you were kind of like, yeah, it's got some problems. <laughs> yeah. And um, I mean, it's sort of like, uh, that's another way in which it's sort of like hearkening to, maybe something like gaming's past like i don't know that uh-huh. that sort of like casual uh homophobic joke would totally fly in 2002 or whatever dude so. it, it probably would have flown in i mean i think it would have flown more recently than we would like to admit That's true. like uh, that joke specifically would ha- yeah would yeah. have uh and you know in some circles still will but absolutely uh, but like i guess in 2002 an even more like blatantly homophobic joke would have yeah. also been, uh, yeah, pretty, absolutely. pretty mainstream and, and gaming at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and then also just like that joke, it's just like, like, no, but also yeah. who cares? <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's the thing. It's like, you can make a, a shitty joke that's in poor taste and it can still be like kind of funny and like a, Oh, ugh. Yeah, uh, and it, this was not that. It was just like, come on, really? Yeah. Like, you went there, and, and there wasn't even a payoff for there it. There was nowhere know? to go. Yeah. yeah. Um. 
And well, but at that, wasn't at, there also a joke where he's like, I'm going to go shit in someone's coffee mug. Yeah. So it's yeah. clear that the, yeah, the, I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> I, I was yeah. kind of at that point that I, I made the determination that, uh, this is a, a, a video game equivalent of like a shit post. Um, yeah. Or like oh, YouTube that's a good way poop. to put it. It is a shit post. And I mean, you can see that in the like fact that many of the levels are just in the like default box of a unity space. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just like, it's uh, like a totally gray, un- gray untextured gray box. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the, the like they're the orphans level, which also like, like that was the equivalent of a dead baby joke. Do you remember when people thought those were funny? Yeah, absolutely. That is literally what this was. Like that's a, yeah, no, know, on I the know. topic of like, like aging internet humor. This, that yeah. was another thing that people used to think was hilarious. Yeah. Um, I mean, 11 year olds might still think that's hilarious. Think hilarious i i don't know yeah who you knows know what 11 year olds think is funny now fortnite you know fortnite that's true they all know the fortnite dance ba- yeah or based on my experience it's astonishing uh, my limited experience with like preteens in the real world uh what they find funniest is uh doing fortnite dances in public or on the jumbotron at sports events <laughs> that seems right it's like Check me out. I the, the floss. That's funny, right? It's like no, it's not. It's really not funny at all. It's just whatever, man. But <laughs> I'm let, sure I would. I would be fun. doing it if I was that age too. You know. Yeah. Um. It's, uh. So just the last thing I wanted to say about this game was the. I don't even know if I have anything to say about this, but I just felt like it had to be mentioned. Was the <laughs> the ending is that you have to fight a giant floating Walt Disney. Who is, oh, yeah. who is well, he's like described as the copyright monster or something like that. Like he's come to, mm-hmm. he's come to consume all the intellectual property or something sure. like that. Uh, yeah. And that, that is one thing that I've got to give, got to give the shout out to this game. Uh, yeah. Give credit for is just that like, we've already mentioned this, but I, I'm, I'm almost impressed by it. it's just open, open um, disregard flagrant yeah. yeah flagrant disregard like it, it's yeah. just a big middle finger to the fact that it's gonna get pulled down um yeah for I and mean, then it'll either get no you know no coverage by anyone or uh-huh. it will and then it'll get pulled down from itch you know it'll be um, really fun is if no one was playing this game and then we cover it on the podcast and, and we got it, play it and then it gets and then it gets dmca'd <laughs> or something uh yeah. that'd be that'd be that'd Not be a good time plausible yeah, not our not our intention, obviously, but um, <laughs> but sometimes it does feel like Walt Disney is a giant disembodied head floating around trying to consume as much intellectual property as it can. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, like if the game would have gone a little bit more into that, like some some uh, uh, actual like criticism or something with a little with a yeah. little teeth to it. Yeah, uh, not a lot. That could have been. Yeah, it could have been a lot more fun than you know. Yeah, like, because the joke most often in this, the joke doesn't seem to be, you know uh haha isn't it wild that you know walt disney has like dictatorial control over what you can't public you can and can't publish rather Mm -hmm. than it's just like like haha can't catch me is kind of what it feels like (laughs) (laughs) like 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 it's just (laughs) i'm breaking the rules (laughs) that's that's the payoff of the joke is (laughs) uh which is maybe nice. why there's no there's no names. <laughs> maybe. Um, well, anyway, is that all? Is that all you had to uh, to say about Spider-Man Ultimate Avenger? Yeah, that's that's all I had. 
All right, great. Well, uh, then we can go ahead and tell y'all about what we'll be playing for next week, which is a game by the name of The Last Survey. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is by Nicholas O'Brien, I think is the, uh, mm-hmm. the developer on this one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have to... There we go, The Last Survey. Um, this is... Uh, a game about uh, it's a narrative essay game about a geologist contracted by a Brazilian mining company to <laughs> survey rare earth mineral reserves which sounds kind of boring but I, I think I mean I don't want to say the game sounds boring that initial description doesn't sound like an enthralling game but it seems like it's sort of a game about um, ecological preservation or yeah um, it seems like it's coming to terms ecological with, limits especially like yeah yeah like like um the the realization that you know there is a finite amount of stuff uh available to make the things we want um, sure and we we should know uh we haven't played the game yet but um it, the game is currently running a a kickstarter actually by the time this episode comes out it might be over no i think it'll still be it'll still be running for another day or two will be i think open for one more day yeah this episode, they're so. they're they're running a, a kickstarter to um do a, a live playthrough with um so the soundtrack is by a, a band that's local to um i assume they're local to new york and they're trying to do a, a live playthrough with the band playing music along uh in in brooklyn so if you if you live in brooklyn and are interested in checking that out uh check out the last survey on itch uh, quickly and find the Kickstarter um, so that that can happen. That'd be cool. It'd be cool if we could do that. However, uh, I don't, uh, I don't think we'll be able to (laughs) make it out to New York in time. No. Um, uh, But anyway, we'll be, we'll be playing the, uh, the last survey. And if you want a link to that, you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter at edgeguard cast, where you can get, uh, you know, sweet, sweet tweet action, uh, occasional hot. um, We don't really do any hot takes. I feel like it's irresponsible no. to, really uh, to put out takes. hot we takes do, on a shared account. Sharing very uh, neutral and emotionless sharing of information or, <laughs> or enthusiastic boosting of uh, creators that have, uh, have been featured on the podcast. That's true. We Although do do that. We, we did have something close to hot take when there was like, wasn't there some, they were changing the way that HEO distributes or something like the first year we did the podcast and we, we weighed in on it or something. No, no, it wasn't mm. itch.io. It was, it was Apple or Google. They were like, it was Google was change. I remember. Oh Google yeah. We're Chrome changing the, changing the, what sorts of apps they support. And it the was, sound thing, the sound for, thing. Um, yes. It was going to affect yeah. like independent game yeah. creators. That's the closest thing to a hot take we ever had. I don't know why I need yeah. to just remember that for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Occasionally we have hot takes about very people not support people not supporting creators enough which you know that's a fine that's a fine hot take to have i think yeah. is you know uh things should be better for people that make games yeah true uh but in any case uh if you want uh more of that sweet sweet content hit us up on twitter um and if you don't then uh, go fuck yourself uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next week <laughs>